0: Topics of life. There are the four big topics in life: sex, health, suffering, and money. In those four big topics, God speaks a lot about godly principles in the Bible. If I start to understand those principles, my life goes in a new dimension with God.
1: So let's practice for Sunday. <sighs> Good afternoon, Church! How are you today? Isn't life amazing?
2: Good afternoon, Church. Life has been given to us.
1: Just look at the creation. How wonderful is everything created? You know, everything, everything is so rich. God
2: gave us all a commission to trust in Him and to say how He provides for us.
1: Even if If God created everything so wonderful, would He want His children to fall short? No way! He he wants to bless us, bless us richly! Why
2: all should work in sweat of his brow? What would happen if we were given everything? Wouldn't
1: that be immoral or even decadent? Heaven's treasury is open for everyone! Did you know that heaven's treasury is open for you?
2: True fulfillment comes from hard work and the awareness that God loves a humble and modest man like me. So let's find out.
1: What does heaven look
2: like? The last shirt my friend it has no pocket
1: gold everywhere you know god he lives in a temple made of of the most precious materials god loves
2: wealth how hard it is for a rich man to enter heaven's gates
1: so You just have to receive it. Receive it from God. Come on. Let it flow. Let it flow. Spend your money and it will flow back into your life. You know, the monetary gates of heaven are open. So you just got to let it flow, flow, flow,
2: flow. Retreat like a monk, Christ. Bread and water, what more do I
1: need? Women, wine, and rock and roll. You know, when Christ came down to this earth, heaven came down to this earth, and when heaven came down to this earth, party came back down to this earth. Come on, give me an amen. Well, you tell me you just live in a small apartment how do you want to be proud of our Father in heaven, who provides everything so richly? You know? You need a penthouse in the 77th floor, Hallelujah, with a great view. You' gotta breathe. Ah, <sighs> oh,
2: the spirit of poverty I breathe. It smells so delicious and so lovely. Oh.
1: What else shall I say? Mm. You know, you have to let go of your poverty. You have to let go. It's disgusting. (laughs) Today we start our new life. A life in abundance. Honey, they want to repossess our house.
2: Yes, that was quite a nice sermon. Okay, now we can go to the casino. Well done. Okay. Ich
0: Hi, George, you're doing good tonight? Oh, You're looking awesome from here. Amazing. Some people have hair on the hair. Some have a hat like you in front. Some people have cap and me. Good. I want to talk about money, and it's the same thing like you're walking on a summit. You can always fall down on two sides. One side you can fall down, there's those people that say God is the prosperity gospel. If I believe in God, I'm healed and I have so much money, I'm prosper in every area. This is what some people believe. Other people believe in the poverty, like Mother Teresa. If I follow Jesus, I have nothing because I give a lot means suffering and not having enough. But I believe it's like a very thin way to believe that. When, when we live in a good moment, you start to create your own theology. But what happens if you're, breaking, you're hitting a financial breakdown in your life and all of a sudden what you believed, it's not so clear anymore. It's very foggy. And here the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 31... Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. That means every footstep you take, God will provide. It's not the prosperity gospel. It's not the poverty gospel. It's the provision. God provides every step of your personal life. We have a God who provides in our personal life. I want to teach you about... The godly principle of giving and what the world is thinking. I want to draw you an amazing thing. A lot of people, they believe in the dollar. In a dollar. Now comes the question, In what kind of a dollar? Do you believe in the Singapore dollar? Or do you believe in the Australian dollar? No, of course not. We believe in the US dollar because this is the biggest currency, the US dollars. If you're growing up in uh, the European Union, for example, if you're from Germany or Austria, you say, no, no, I believe in the euro. The euro, this is the best currency, euro. Some people believe in the euro. Some people believe in the dollars. But I believe in another currency. And this is the biblical currency. It's a currency of Jesus. All of a sudden... (laughs) Wow, it's different, right? This is what I believe. I want to teach you about the letter of generosity. And I want to start with the first point about giving. When we talk about giving, we speak about God. Because God, it's the biggest giver of all, right? Because he gave his son, Jesus Christ, for you and me. It's not only just a child, it's the only child, he gave the best of best for you and me. That means giving. It's in the heart attitude of God, and when we follow in God, that means the same heart of God is also in us, like a giving attitude. Martin Luther, a very famous uh, priest in Germany, he said, "We have to convert. We have to um, convert three times. Convert in the heart." Convert in the mind and convert in the purse. That means the purse is always the hardest thing in our life. And I believe in that giving is also an attitude that we believe really in our bottom of our hearts. That God is our provider. He provides everything in our personal life. You know, when I, before I was a Christian, my, my parents, my father especially, he raised rabbits. Rabbits. The very dangerous animal, rabbits. And so many times friends came by, and my father always said, Do you want to have a rabbit? Yeah. He gave rabbits away, rabbits here, rabbits there, rabbits all over rabbits. And in winter seasons in Switzerland, there is a rabbit championship. Maybe you never heard about it. But my father was big in rabbit championship. And one day there was a championship in Bern and my father brought his best rabbits and one rabbit won the title mr switzerland rabbit i have a mr switzerland rabbit at home and what i learned when i was a young guy i learned when you give you will receive a mr swiss switzerland rabbit that means you cannot outgive God. This is what I believe from the bottom of my heart. Because I always say to people, giving is like this. If you hold my hands like this, say, everything belongs to me, you have this attitude. But if you give away, you open your hands, you see this, for, for receiving from God above. Giving is the basic attitude in our life. The second thing on the ladder, now it gets a little bit more intense. Here it's tithing. Uh, if you think this is already too much, don't forget we have more on the letter to come. We just speak about tithes. And here is a principle in the Bible, the first fruit in the Bible. In the Old Testament, God is teaching us about the first fruits in the Bible. I want to explain to you about Cain and Abel. They brought some gifts to God. I want to turn this around. I want to show you what they have done. Here we have 10, 100 US dollars um, bills and one offering God received and the other, the other offering God says, I don't like it. But it was the same amount. But why God said to Abel, I receive your first fruit and to Cain God says, I don't like your giving. And why is that so? Look at this. There are 10, 100 bills And Abel took the first fruit. You see this? I want to repeat it because this is very hard to understand. This is the first fruit. The first fruit is holy. And holy means I give it to God. Abel gave the first fruit, the first 10% to God. And God was very pleased. He received his offer. Abel had the same amount, but first of all, he needed this bill for the car, for the dog food, for um, new clothes, for the insurance, for the house, for the kids, for the cinema, <laughs> restaurant, football. And then, he said, oh, Wow. There is still some left. It's also 10%, right? The same amount. He took the last part and brought it to God and said, Hey God, that's for you. And God said, what's wrong with you? And Cain said, what's wrong with you? It's the same amount. God said, you don't understand. The first fruit means before you spend any money, you bring it into the house of God. This is the principle. One God received and the other God rejected. Let's go into some Bible verses because we are a church. We love the Bible. We are a Bible-based church. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 19, here is the first fruit mentioned. Bring the best of the first fruit of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. The first fruit you bring into the house of God. The house of God means the temple. And in the temple, they worship God, they praise God, they study the word together. That means it was the place where signs and miracles took place. And the house of God means for us, this the church, the local church. God decided to use the local church to be the voice in this earth to represent heaven on earth. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10 Comes again the first fruit. Honor the Lord with your riches and with the first of all you've grown. Then your storehouses will be filled with many good things and your bells will flow over with new wines. Here you see the principle of the first fruit, the first fruit you bring into the house of God. That's a very cool guy. He invented some big, big machine. His name is LG Turno. He decided. To live with 10% and giving 90% away to God, and he was a huge example for many people. You lived, he lived with 10%, gave 90% away. He made an amazing, astonishing quote. Are you ready for it? I shovel many out, but God shuffled it back. But God has a bigger shovel. I like this quote. That means you cannot outgive God. It's in possible the first fruit or tithing it's the attitude before i use any money i give it holy means separate uniquely to god in heaven this is the jesus principle in malachi chapter 3 verse 10 10 and here is the the ferraris of all the money bible verse maybe you heard it many 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 times but i want to read it again for those people that never heard about Bring the whole tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in the house. Test me in this. This is the only Bible verse in the whole Bible where God is saying, test me. If you don't believe it, test me. Test me, says the Lord Almighty, and see, I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that there will be not room enough to store it. With other words, when you trust God and you give God, God will give those things what God has, and I tell you something, God is more than you. This is a hard attitude test. Of course, a lot of people say to me, Pastor Leo, you're quoting all the time Old Testament. When Jesus came, he died on the cross. It's the new covenant. New means we're living from grace to grace and grace to grace. And these grace people, they think that the Old Testament is over. Tell the grace people, Old Testament, it's not just over. Because in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, and now read this clearly. I am the Lord and I will not change. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I will not change. God is not implanting a principle, and then comes Jesus and said, oh, the old is wrong, delete the old. Even Jesus said something very, very, very unique about tithing. And if you say, ah, tithing, I don't believe it. I believe more in grace. Grace will just literally mean you give 100%. That's grace. Because the first church gave 100% everything. If I speak about 10%, you are a lucky church. Let's write down Matthew chapter 23. 23, this is the most important Bible verse in terms of tithing in the New Testament out of the mouth of Jesus. Not of Paul, about Jesus. Uh, Who do you, teachers of the law and Pharisee, you hypocrites, You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. He says, do the right things, but don't stop giving 10% into the house of God. This is out of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus didn't say, I come to stop tithing. It's still a principles, first fruit and giving to God Almighty. Now, I see a lot of question marks in your heads. What is the benefit if I ties 10% of my real Swiss money? I tell you, what is the benefit? There were two friends, they were shipwrecked. And they came on a very, very small island. And there were only one coconut. And other friends that you know... Maybe we will have four days, then we will, we will die for sure. The other guy was relaxed. What do you mean about dying? Forget, I earn 100,000 US dollars a month. The other guy said, yeah, cool for you, but this will not help us. Because we cannot buy food here. If only one coconut and a little bit water, that means in four days, we are dead. The other guy said, chill, relax. I earning one hundred thousand US dollars a month. The other guys said, like, "Why are you saying that all the time? Do you know I earning one hundred thousand US dollars a month? That means I tithe ten percent to my church. That means my pastor will find me. <laughs> what is the benefits of tithing? I will find you." If not, that's a big problem for you. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we have a guy in our church. He's always, almost since the beginning when we planted our church in our church. And he's an elderly guy. It's amazing. And for 40 years, he is a tither. And let's hear his story. Uh, why he's giving ties 10% into ICF church in our the local church. Let's hear his, his amazing story.
3: Ja, das ist jetzt schon etwa 40 Jahre her, dass Frau und ich unabhängig voneinander etwa drei Mal angesprochen worden sind wegen dem Zähler. Dann sind wir dann zusammen und haben gesagt, du, eben wegen dem Zähler sind wir darauf zu reden gekommen, dass das beide beschäftigt hat. Und dann haben wir sagen, ja, bis jetzt hat es so knapp gelangt. Und dann noch 10% weniger. Das ist. das ist nicht möglich. Aber wenn es Gott will, dann machen wir es jetzt einfach und haben das angefangen und von hier weg war immer eine Sorge für uns. Das heisst also nicht, dass wir nicht jemand mal knapp drehen wären, gar nicht, aber es hat gelangt. Und wenn es mal knapp war, dann ist Gott eingeschritten. Einmal habe ich, wo ich jeden Monat die Rechnungen zusammen Ich habe, habe ich gemerkt, dass ich 1000 Franken zu wenig hatte. 1000 Franken zu wenig! Dann ist im Gottesdienst am Sonntag auf er mich zugekommen und hat gesagt: du, Gott hat so mir gerettet, er müsse mir das geben. Und dann was ich es 1000 Franken. Die Zeit zu tun konnte man natürlich nicht. Können. Mal haben wir gemerkt, dass, habe ich einfach gemerkt, dass ich mit dem VW-Bus, den ich hatte, dass ich den muss ersetzen musste. Und den Bus brauchte ich gebraucht, erstens wegen vielen Kindern und zweitens haben wir immer viele Leute Karren für den ICF. Dann kommt auch En auf mich zu, auch von der Gemeinde, und sagte, er hatte den Eindruck, wir mir ein anderes Auto kaufen. Müssen. Ist das so? Also, ja. Das, das Haus ist sowieso äh, auch ein Geschenk von Gott. Und wir haben alles Geld immer gebraucht. Kette hatte einen Betrag von etwa 40.000 Franken von einer Erbschaft. Und für 40.000 Franken Nachzahlungen Hauskauf ist ja fast nicht möglich. Lang, lang ist es gegangen, bis unsere Bank genommen hat. Wir hatten dann natürlich kein Geld mehr. Dann war dann vieles zu machen. Die Kellerschwelle war kaputt. Hinten an der Wand, an der Nordwand. Dann habe ich einmal ein Telefon bekommen, das sich gemeldet hat. Er hatte von Gott den Auftrag bekommen, er müsse jetzt einfach kommen mit mir mal Kontakt aufnehmen. Und dann hat er die Druckwand gesehen und gesagt, ja, die muss dringend gemacht werden. Und Dann hat er die Wand gemacht und keine Rechnung geschickt. Das ist meine Frau. Sie geht alles. Sie geht alles. Sie geht ihre Zeit, ihre Zuwendung, ihr Geld. Sie geht einfach alles. Ich habe auch Und ich bin jetzt 72. Stell dir vor. 72. Und kann noch im Wald arbeiten, holzen, ich kann dies machen, ich kann jenes machen, ich kann mich noch betätigen. Es gibt ja nichts Schönes. Und ich bin sehr, sehr dankbar.
0: Wow, come on. Amazing. I like this couple 10 our church almost since the beginning. And I like it. He's a really wood guy. He loves to go to the wood. Uh, In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, the Bible says, A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Here you see again. It's the tithe, the first fruit, It's holy, belongs to God. This is when you believe in God, this is what we do because God has decided that we're using 10% of the money to build the local church. The local church is like the window of heaven, shows people how heaven could look like. This is the principle of God. A lot of people I know, you tithe already. You say, Pastor Leo, I doing this since many, many, many years. We have about one thousand two hundred people in our church that ties basically every month, and it's amazing. We have such a generous church. But a lot of people take stop here to think I tithe, and now it's enough. I want to teach you a third principle. It's the principle of offering. Offering means. You, you give a little bit more than just the tithes. I'm going to read you in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And this Bible verse speaks about offerings. It says, Now he who supplies seeds to the sower and bread for the food will also supplies and increase your store and of seeds and will enlarge and the harvest of your righteousness. That means when you sow, you will reap. Here is a full bag of soil. And this is like your income. You're earning maybe 5,000 US dollars or 8,000 Swiss francs. Some people earn here 20,000. Some people. I had heard no amen, nothing. Nobody wants to earn 20,000. I know it's a lot of money. But in this bag, the first thing is, look at this. Who? It's 10%. The 10%, it's holy, it means I don't touch it, I bring it to God Almighty, into the church, into the temple. But then I have still 90% left, right? And now comes the point, what are you doing with the 90%? The most Swiss people, they use the 90% for living, for food, for cars, for the house, whatever. But the thing is, if you don't sow, you will not reap some harvest. And a lot of people said to me, Pastor Leo, I tie since years and years, but I don't receive miracles. I never see miracles in my life. I will say, that's the difference between tithing and offerings. Offerings creates multiplication in our lives. If I just store the seal, if I eat the soil, if I sell the soil, that means there is no harvest, there is no multiplication. And here, Friends, please listen to me. This is the most deepest point for me in the message. If you understand, when you ties already, you still have 90%. But the question is, how do you use the 90%? Offering means, I have 90% soil. And I take a little bit of the soil, a little bit of the extra money. It's an offering. It means a lot to me. And I sow into a good soil. What? Could this be, for example, last year I like to talk honest about money. This is typical Swiss people, we love to talk about money. Yes, Swiss people speak about money. You can ask a Swiss guy how much you earn, he will punch you. They will never say anything. What's wrong with you? Uh, For example, last year we ties as a family, we gave to the REACH project, and one percentage of the new building we pay as a family as well. And we had about 3,000 Swiss francs still saving money. Good Swiss people, we have a little bit saving on the the, the bank account. And one day, God spoke to me and said, Pastor Leo, yeah, that's my name. You still have some money on the bank account? Yes, God, I need it in, in a case something happened to me. And God says, give it away. You have a sister, she lives in Italy. They have no job, they're starving, they have really nothing in Italy. Give the last 3,000 Swiss francs to your daughter, to your sister. And this is exactly what the Bible is saying. Out of the 90% I saw into my sister in Italy, I said to my wife, honey, I'm so sorry, we have to give the rest of our money. A lot of people say to me, Patsy, I want to hear God better. Really? Really? Because sometimes God is saying things which you don't like. I think a lot of people, that don't hear God because you don't want to hear God. Because if God's speaking to you, you have to do what God is saying to me. For me, it means, oh, the rest of our saving God and giving away, Well, and we took the money and we saw into my sister's life in Italy. This was a season when my, mom, when my wife said to me, Leo, I, I don't like our our table. It's so old. Our sofa, it's so old. You can sit on the sofa and you fell down from the sofa because it's so old. I show you a picture of our of our old sofa and table. This is the old sofa. Looks really old. This is the table. My wife said, okay, I will not wait until we can buy, buy a table. She bought uh, uh, this... Uh, I don't know the word in English, a plate. She painted, and when we ate, it wasn't stable, like, like this. I said, God, I will not wait for the miracles. I do whatever I can do. And she said, This is a new table. Do you like it? I said, No. We saw into my sister's life in Italy. Do you know what I mean? And here is a quote If you have a need, plant a seed. If you have a need, plant a seed. We sow into my sister's life. And the Bible is saying when you're offering more money, this will give a multiplication. Some weeks later, a friend told me and said, Leo, I have a brand new table, a brand new leather sofa. We have built a new house and we decided we buy everything top-down new. Do you want to have my sofa, my table? I said, "Show me the picture." And he showed me the, sent me some pictures. And this is the leather sofa, a glass table, brand new in our house. This is a multiplication miracle. And now you can applause. If you saw. You will reap, and a lot of people you you not experience miracles because you take the ninety percent for yourself. But take a little bit and sow into people's life. This is the offering, and this is a difference. Times belongs to God anyhow, but here, the miracle will take place in Galatians chapter six verse seven. The Bible says, "People harvest only what they plant." You harvest only what you have planned. Be a sower. In every church celebrations when I'm when I'm traveling and the the the, the 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 bucket goes to the rose, always I give extra money. I always say to God, I ties into ICF Zurich, but if I have the chance to give extra money, I do this because I believe in multiplication. I believe that. And here on the ladder comes the last thing, and this is Amazing extravagant offering. I like it because extravagant means extravagant. here in John twelve verse three to five, and please read this verse clearly with me because here is a, an amazing question involved. Then Mary took about a pin of a poor north, an expensive perfume. she put it on jesus feet and whipped with his hair. Whipped his feet with her hair, "'and the house was filled "'with the fragrance of the perfume. "'But one of the disciples, "'Judas Iscariot, "'who was later to betray him, "'objected, "'Why wasn't this perfume sold "'and the money given to the poor? "'It was worth of a year's wage. "'Why wasn't this perfume sold "'and the money given to the poor? "'It was worth of a year's wage.' Have you ever heard people saying to you, why does the church buy so beautiful lights and a stage? And why some people have a Ferrari? Or why people having two houses, living in two villas, they could live in one villa, sold the other villas, and give those money to the poor people? Have you ever heard that? A lot of people saying, we could save so much money. And give it to the poor people, people in need. This is the same question Judas said to Jesus. What is the benefit, Jesus? That you pours oil on your feet, a wage for one year income. What is the benefit, Jesus? He asked a profound question. We could save the money and give this money to the poor people. I hear this all the time why Pastor Leo you have so many so, so, so beautiful clothes a watch why is that so? you could walk around with h and M H and m clothes and give the rest of money people in need do you ever hear people talking like that? now it's very quiet I know I will be quiet as well because now I'll bring the killer Bible verse are you ready? there's always a Kill the Bible verse in the Bible who kills you, John 12, verse 6. He did not say because he cared about the poor. This is ridiculous. The lady gives the perfume, and in public, Judas has a big voice. Why, Jesus, what is the benefit? People can be so loud in terms of what they're talking. But their hard attitude, it's another story. Here, he didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. A keeper of the money bag used to help himself to what was put into it. He was a thief. Listen to me. People will ever say, You could buy, sell this house. You can sell this car. You can save this money. Give it to the poor people. Those people usually have a Judas spirit. In the end, Judas killed himself. And Mary was the one she worshipped and praised Jesus. But Judas killed himself. Those people, they say, you could sell this house and give it to the poor people. This is a Judas spirit. I tell you why. Generous people, think generous, live generous. If somebody has a new car, you're applauding, you're so happy, you're cheering, you're celebrating. But the most people, when another guy buys an expensive car, you say, Oh, you see this guy has so much money. You see this guy, he's so envy. You see this guy, people talk bad rubbish talk, right? But generous people will say, Oh, I'm so happy for you. Because when you are happy, I'm happy too. Because givers see money; it's not the issue. It's always the hard attitude. Because God is not in the position that He needs our money. Because God belongs everything. We have a guy in our church. We had recently a business, me- business people meeting in the Renaissance Hotel, and I met and this guy said to me, "You know, this hotel belongs to my father." I said, "What, really?" said yes father god and he said ah he has the attitude everything belongs to god god is not a money problem god doesn't need our money it's always a test do you believe that god provides in our life do we believe that when we give we cannot outgive god it's a test about our hearts let's be a church things big and give speak i'm gonna close with one last statement we can only make socially a difference we only can help people in need when the church is healthy when a church a local church is strong when a local church has enough money we can have a strong social ministry we can help people in need a weak church has no money no power no influence and that's why God is saying bring your tithes in the church there is more in the church that the church is needing that we are able to give people in need and I see Zurich our church 10% of, the, of what you giving we giving away 5% to plant churches and 5 percent to the ICF foundation we can't touch this money we give it away because we believe in giving as well and a strong church a strong money has a strong impact into the world this is the ladder of giving and I tell you something when I preached at this message this morning you can drop a needle you can talk about the grace of God and people are jumping on the chairs You can speak about forgiveness. People go crazy. But when you speak about money, it's always so quiet. And I want to tell you in the end something. I don't like that when I speak about money and people get so quiet. I said to my wife, and I said to my two kids, I don't like if, if I as a father speak about money and you're sitting here like this. I said to my family, we talk about money with passion. We speak about money we are so excited we speak about giving and we celebrating let's have an attitude let's have an attitude in our family that we are so excited that God has given us 100 percent and we can give 10 percent in the house of God we can offer we can be the extra offering and we have attitude we celebrate about money this is just a normal topic I want to close in a prayer because I know when I speak about money, I can't speak about love. Love is just a big word. But money means I do it or I don't do it. I trust or don't trust. That's the whole deal. I just want to pray because maybe you're going to a season where you think you're giving so much and you feel yourself in a position and say, God, where's the miracles? Where is your provision? Or maybe you're in a job. You're not on fire anymore. Some people, you don't have a job. Other people, you're far away from your family. You feel sometimes just lonely other people you not you not have enough you have to trust in terms of giving and i just want to challenge you start for those that've never given money start just with give a little bit then start to tie if you tie start to give offerings start to believe i cannot outgive god in heaven you know last year last year we, we have never given so much money as a church, as a family to the church. Never, ever. And that's the praise report. Never, ever. Never, ever. We celebrated that. We were last year on more vacation destinies ever in my life. Because I got so many invitations to preach all over the world. And the preaching is always Saturday, Sunday. Then you have like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And people say, do you want to go on an island? I said, why not? And we were in so many islands and so many beautiful places. And God proved me in the last year, I cannot outgive God. It's impossible. It's impossible. There's no flipping way. It's impossible. God provides. Let's pray together for a moment. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. And Father God, I just want to thank you so much. First of all, you have given your precious Son, Jesus Christ, on this earth to redeem me, to forgive me, to clean me, to heal me. Thank you, God, that you have given the best of the best. Not average. You gave the best Son you had for me. And I'm in the position to be so thankful that you gave the best. And Father God, just help me to trust in a biblically giving system because the world is teaching another message. Take whatever you can take and spend as much for yourself as you can spend. I want to say yes right now to the Godly kingdom principle of giving help me to be a giver help me to be faithful in terms of tithing to giving the first fruits into the temple the house of God, the local church and help me to live with the other 90% that still I can sow good seed in people's life they are needy. Show me areas where I can give an extra portion of money. Lead me, guide me, and talk to me. Dear church, could you, could you be quiet for a moment? And I want to give you the opportunities just to speak to Jesus for a moment because you're going maybe to a season of your life. Maybe in terms of money, this is a big, big thing for you. Just speak to Jesus for a moment. Maybe you have certain dreams you haven't seen come to pass. Or maybe you have certain projects you need money, sponsor people they believe in you. Maybe you need a job. Maybe you're struggling in terms of living with a budget, or be happy what you have. Some people, you have to be happy with what we have. Be happy what God has given to you. That's always what my mom said to me, Leo, it doesn't matter how much you earn, be happy with what you have and live your life with what you have. It's not the amount of money who makes you happy, it's your attitude. The attitude, I am blessed, I have more than enough. God provides me. He guides me. He protects me. He is blessing me. I want to close this prayer. Maybe you're here, you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. You're sitting here for the very first time. Or you're backstated in Christian and right now God is talking to you to say yes again to jesus for the again or for the very first time if this is you then just say to jesus say jesus here i am forgive me all my sins i receive your forgiveness jesus invite you right now into my life And from this very moment, my life belongs to you. I am yours forever. Dear church, we cannot outgive God. I am in a position of awe. I am in a position of thankfulness. Because my God provides every single needs in my life. He sees, He hears, His arms is not too short, not to intervene in my life. He takes care for me. And I want to, Praise and worship right now, Jesus. You can sit for a moment, you can stand up, but praising Jesus means I praise God for the fact that He gave His Son, Jesus. I praise Him for my income. I praise Him for my gifts. I praise Him for my health. I praise Him for the church. I praise Him for my heart. I'm a praiser because there are thousand reasons to praise Jesus. And even giving means I have the chance to give. This is the position of I am blessed. Let's praise Jesus for a moment with songs and praise and adoration.